Dropping out of school is a process. It can be hard to know exactly when it begins and when it ends. A week of absences can turn into another and another. This is a story about three kids who have stopped coming to school. They're all freshmen I met over the past year in a single classroom at Robeson High School. One week in late May, I went to look for them. I start with the phone. The phone numbers Robeson has on file for students are often bad. Families move or their phones get disconnected. Or sometimes they don't want the school to be able to call. We're sorry, your call I'm looking for Tim. His home number is disconnected. There's a work number for his mom. But somebody there tells me she was fired a long time ago. I'm not available right now, but please leave a message and I'll call you back. The number of a family friend is busy all the time. Thank you. The address listed for Tim is 220 East 75th Street. So I don't see a 220, but there's a 200. It's a one-story building. Right about where Tim's house is supposed to be, there's a parking lot. I imagine all the letters that Robeson High School has sent to this parking lot. Certified letters warning Tim's parents to send him to school. My last lead on Tim is the family friend. His name is Mr. Gunn. I find his address online. The door to Mr. Gunn's building is unlocked and the whole foyer smells like reefer. I finally find Mr. Gunn around the back of the building. I tell him I'm looking for Tim. I'm not related to him at all. I'm 60 years old. I'm just trying to help them out by when they call, I go tell his father when he's not in school. Now they were living over here on the next block right there at the end of that alley on the end. They're not there anymore. Now, first gray house you get to on that side of the street, that's where they moved to. The house is two stories with a big stoop. With all the calls and stops, it's probably taken me three hours to get here. But I've finally found Tim. <laughs> a very wide smile comes across his face, and then he turns away. Can you figure out why I came to look for you? No. Because you haven't been at Robeson. Oh. You might think there'd be a big reason why Tim hasn't been in school. Like maybe it's drugs, gangs. Maybe Tim's got to work to help his family. He's the eighth out of ten kids. I had to take shots. Shots? Yeah. What do you mean? I had to go to the hospital and take shots. It's not that he's sick. He isn't up to date on his vaccinations. That's why he hasn't been in school. His brother, who's also a freshman, is out for the same reason. They've both been gone since December, which is when Tim says the school gave him a paper telling him he couldn't come back without proof he'd gotten his shots. After they gave me the paper, I tried to go back. They asked me, did I take my shots? Did I say no? They said I couldn't come without my shots. They sent me back around. They told me I can't come without my shots. So I ain't tried to go since. Tim says he hasn't gotten the shots because his mom and dad both work, and nobody can miss a day because that's $100 off their check. He says his older brothers and sisters can't take him to get the shots because they don't have IDs. If I had a, if I had a choice to rock my own self to the hospital, I would have been back in school a long time ago. I was going to go up to Robeson at the last day and see if it was summer school, though, because I won't get back in school. I like going to school. Tim wasn't a bad student. He got C's his last year of grammar school. He was never identified as a potential dropout by Robeson, and a lot of other kids were. But Tim was no angel either. 
One day in the fall, I was hanging around with his math teacher, Mr. Kuriakos, while he was making phone calls home. Hi, my name is Mr. Kuriakos. I teach at Robeson High School. Here's what Mr. Kuriakos told the family friend, Mr. Gunn. It's about Timothy's uh, attitude in class and his behavior. He's cursing more often. He doesn't care who hears him curse. And he's been more willing to start arguments with other students. It's Mr. Kuriakos' job to call home for issues like this. But CPS says teachers aren't social workers. They can't be expected to track kids down at home. Truancy officers were cut from schools in the early 1990s. Community and religious groups have picked up some of the slack, but they can't reach the thousands who go missing. Mr. Kuriakos told me last winter he hoped when the weather changed, when spring came, maybe Tim would return. Have any of your teachers called you? No. No? Has anybody come around and looked for you? No, but you. I say to Tim, why don't I take you to school tomorrow? You can explain that you haven't gotten the shots, but you want to come to school, and we'll see what happens. So come here at like 7.30, and I'll be ready. But when I get there, Tim is sleeping. His mom comes out to talk to me on the stoop. She knows that I stopped by the day before, and she says right off that none of her kids is going to drop out of school. She tells me that the problem is, the form that they gave Tim for his vaccinations, he lost it. You want Tim in school? Yes, I do. Do you know when he'll get his shots? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and well, sad, so sad, I guess that, to that times. Guess that. But he hasn't had the shots since, since, um, since December, right? That's when they sent the paper home? Right. Since December, when I sent the paper home. Can you say, I mean, why has it been so hard to get those shots? Like I said, he lost the paper. He lost the paper himself, not me, he did. The nurse gave him the paper, she didn't get it to me. I don't go to school, I'm 44 years old. The form Tim lost is available at any clinic, but maybe Tim's mom doesn't know this. She says she'll bring Tim to the doctor as soon as he gets another paper. I offer to take Tim to Robeson right then to get the paper but his mom lets him sleep. I'll send him up there. i have my nephew to take, to take him up there in his car and get the, get the paper so he can't get back to school. Because I told him, oh, you going to summer school, buddy. Oh, you going to summer school. I know he got to go. You going to summer school. I figure that finding Marcellus will be a lot easier than finding Tim. There's a working phone number. I find his address in the phone book. But when I get to Marcellus's house, I find that nobody knows where he is. Not exactly, anyway. This is his grandma. I really don't know where he is. I can say I believe he's on 69th in Indiana or 69th in Calumet, but I did see him. It looked like him, and I'm pretty sure it was him going down uh, Indiana. The family filed a missing persons report with the police in April. Marcellus is 15 years old, and this is the fourth or fifth time he's run away from home. No, that's not it. I thought that was the new one. Okay, what, what, what date is that one? Hi, Linda, this is Officer Taylor from Chicago Police News. There's about your request, uh, April 16th, missing male, 15-year-old. I talked to Area 2, and they are still investigating this. He is still considered a missing. Marcellus's grandmother says Marcellus just didn't want to follow the rules anymore. He stole things. He'd come home high. Marcellus's mother died when he was four. He and his brothers came to live with their grandma three years ago. Marcellus's aunt says she could see him being pulled by the neighborhood. The streets or the gangs are providing him with some sort of emotional 
connection. And I guess he feels like he's a part of something. You know, it's hard when you don't have your parents. And although we're here, we're trying, but it's a certain void that he's trying to fill. Marcellus's grandmother says one person at Robeson tried to help Marcellus, and that was Rodney Thomas, the head of a program to keep freshmen in school. But when I call Thomas later, he says he can't quite remember Marcellus. He has hundreds of kids to keep track of. Every day, Robeson's automated phone calling system dials up Marcellus's grandmother and tells her he's absent from school. Family members have tried to find Marcellus, but when he sees them, he runs away. So I get directions and set out to look for Marcellus myself. I don't know the name, it's Arab store. It's right across the street going directly south. It's on the, That's on the Indiana. East side of the street. Right, stay on the east side of Indiana. Excuse me. I'm looking for a student that I used to know. His name is Marcellus. I don't know. No? It's a spring night and the block is full. A big group of men and boys are gambling on the sidewalk. One guy is holding a stack of bills. Where is this pitch at? I was looking for a boy I used to know. I used to stop by at Robeson High School. And there's Marcellus leaning up against the car. The littlest one there. Marcellus. He's got a baby face. Where you at, Shawty? Hey, come take over this one. Marcellus's warm-up jacket is pulled up over his face, up to his nose, which is why he sounds all muffled. What's up? Put your thing down so I can talk to you. Okay? All right, what's up? You remember me, right? Yeah. This week I've been looking for kids who aren't in school anymore. Okay, how you find me, though? Marcellus really doesn't want to talk about why he's not in school, and I'm not sure I can trust what he's saying anyway. He's acting funny. His eyes are completely bloodshot. <laughs> he lies yeah, and tells me he was in school yesterday, but yesterday. he's really fixated on how I found him. I don't get this. I mean, like, how y'all find me, man? Have any of your teachers come out looking for you? No, I don't want Nobody got to look for me. I tell him I'm looking for the kids in his classes who don't come to school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you going through everybody's neighborhood looking for these students. Wow. I'm the one who's surprised when I find the third student, Kiana. She's at home on the sofa reading a book. I've watched Robeson teachers try hard to get students to read this year. And here I am with a kid who's not even coming to school anymore, and I find her with a book. The apartment where Kiana's family lives is clean and sunny. Her eighth grade graduation photo sits on a little end table. When I ask Kiana why she's not in school, this is what she tells me. Well, I choose not to go to school because I get into too many fights. I feel like I can't get an education at Robeson. It's too much violence. Robeson's principal is usually outside after school, which is when the fights tend to break out. He told me once he wishes it would rain every day at dismissal so kids would go straight home. Kiana started having problems her first week at Robeson. The first fight I had, I got jumped on by eight girls. Then the second fight. Two I more had fights followed that one. Kiana tells me that a former friend has become her tormentor. Then I decided I didn't want to go there no more. Because it seemed like I always get into a fight with her and I get suspended. And I think that I'm going to be a demo, and I'm not going to go to the next grade because I'll fight. I'm trying to square what Kiana is telling me with what I'm seeing. The quiet, tidy apartment, the book. From the couch, she can see the Robeson kids coming home from school. 
Kiana almost cries when she tells me she fears being a demote. That's a demoted freshman. She says she was suspended for 40 or 50 days for fighting this year. Kiana's dad says he's gone to the school to figure things out. I've been up to school so much, I might as well be taking a class up there. He wishes Robeson could have come up with a way to keep the two girls apart. She wants to be in school right now. And I want her to be in school right now. And the year is gone. This whole year is gone now. She's going to have to repeat this ninth grade over again, all because of this foolishness. Kiana hardly leaves the house. Her mom says she's been depressed since she stopped going to school. Kiana and her parents say they asked for a transfer to a different school, but they were told they've got to wait till the end of the semester. Kiana's report card, out today, will almost surely be all Fs. It's not that I'm choosing not to go to school no more. I just don't want to go to that school no more. Kiana says she hasn't dropped out of school. In fact, all the kids tell me this, that they haven't dropped out. They've just stopped going. These kids will stay on Robeson's rolls. But if they don't return to school, eventually, quietly, as quietly as they disappeared from class, their names will be dropped, along with 12,000 other kids. Linda Lutton, WBEZ.